worthy. This, about a month ago, we had a Newman Knight speaker come, and he told this story that is fitting and kind of was meaningful to me. He said, once upon a time, there was this billionaire who was headed into his office building, and out front were these three homeless people. And he said to them, gentlemen, today I have a proposition for you. I will make you vice presidents of my company. And I will take you up to the 70th floor and I will give you all sorts of things. And so the three men are like, it's our lucky day. Okay, so let us go. So they, they go up to the 70th floor and he, he outlines the plan. He says, I'm gonna give you the title today of vice president, period. And what I propose to do is over the next 12, 15 years, I will walk with you, mentor you, coach you, and I will help you grow into that role where you can have great responsibility and great wealth. Um, he said, I'll, I'll want you to come in here every day at 8 a.m. Uh, and begin, and, and I'll give you a place to live and give you health care, but there's a schedule and things that'll happen. And, and the first guy said, you know, I, I, this sounds great and all, but I actually like the freedom of not having anybody tell me what to do or where to be. And so I'll take the title of vice president, but I'm good. And he left. And the other two guys said, well, let's give this a try. After a couple of years of, of doing what they needed to do, um, the second guy, he, he kind of started showing up to late, late to meetings, was kind of not as excited anymore. And he talked to the, the third guy, he goes, hey, I don't know that I want this anymore. And the third guy says, are you kidding? I love this, you know? I, I've learned so much and I've grown and I like going to these meetings. I mean, good stuff's happening and I'm growing. And, and the second guy said, you know, I'm kind of I'm over it. And so he, he walked away, still with the title of vice president, but just walked away. And the third guy went on, and sure enough, 12 so years later, that he's not only with the title of vice president, but he's living it. He's, he's leading meetings and lead, leading a division of the corporation and making a lot of money and just really just becoming more of himself than ever before. So the question our Numenite speaker posed to us was, did they earn that or was it given to them? The answer is that it was actually all a gift. That, that the, the president of that company could have taken it away at any moment, but it was a gift. Yet, through their cooperation, specifically say the third guy, that, that he really worked into it where that gift would, came to full blossom within him. And so my question is, was, were they worthy of that? They didn't do anything to earn it. There wasn't something in them that, that struck the, the president, wow, I see leadership material here. But, but he saw that they were worthy of the opportunity. And then through those many years, the, especially the third guy showed himself that he was worthy, it, that the worthiness came out in a beautiful way as he became truly who he is. Today in our gospel, Jesus calls Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a wealthy tax collector, which means people probably didn't like him because he was making money off of them. 
And then he had money and they didn't. And so he wasn't really a great guy. But there's something within him that was drawing him to Jesus. And so he, he listened to that and, and responded. Jesus sees him and says, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. That Jesus says, I know who you are, and I want to stay at your house. I want to come into your life. That, that we, with eyes of faith, see that, wow, Jesus was actually already at work drawing him. But Jesus calls him when he's still a sinner. And Jesus goes to his house, and people are saying, why? He's got to stay at the house of a sinner. Jesus calls him as a sinner, and in that response, Zacchaeus is changed. Because of Jesus coming into his life, where he was at, that now his life begins to change, and he, he gives away half of his money and pays back people four times over, that the change follows. That the response to Jesus, the call of Jesus, is first. Then the change in conversion follows. Do you, do you feel the order there? I think sometimes we can feel, especially a lot of students I talk to, it's like, well, I, we can feel just unworthy. Like, I, who am I? You know, I'm not this whole retreat thing or whatever. Like, that's, I'm not one of those holy church types. I am where I am. And, you know, when I get my life turned around, maybe, you know, then I can turn around and do that stuff. But that's not how it works. Jesus calls us where we are. And then by being close to him, that, that he affects a change in us. That our, that our worthiness, so to speak, grows. That our, our goodness, like, comes out. Like, God sees it the whole time. But it comes out. In our book, the first reading from Wisdom, we hear, for first of all, that God created all things. That like a grain in the balance or a, a drop of dew is the whole universe. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's how much bigger God is than us. And yet, out of all that, for you love all things that are and loathe nothing that you have made. For what you hated, you would not have fashioned. And how could a thing remain unless you willed it? The fact that you and I exist is because God desired me. That God looked at all of creation and said, this world, this universe, this creation would be better with you in it. And that it's out of love that he draws us forth. And, and it's not in a general way, oh yeah, God loves us. Yeah, I'm part of the us. They're like, no, 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 God loves you. God, God wants me. It's, I think it's a big point because I know it's a, I talk to a decent number of college students who look in the mirror and they don't like what they see. So how could God like what he sees? But I think we're looking at it differently. We're measuring, well, I haven't necessarily lived a perfect life or whatever, but when God looks at us, he sees his creation he sees someone made in the image and likeness of God, of himself. That he sees the dignity and grace of our baptism. And so he sees a goodness, even if we've never been to church, even if, we've, even if this past weekend and Halloween was like the craziest weekend of our lives, 
and we made some really poor choices. That God looks and he's like, this is my, the, my son, my daughter that I love. Oh, because they've done good things? No. <laughs> but because they're mine. They're, there's a, a worthiness and a dignity there. And what does Jesus want to do? But he wants to walk with us so that that goodness and dignity can just blossom out of us. Here's an image for that. Um, this past week, the, well, it's, the MVP for the World Series was the, a pitcher from the Nationals, Steven Strasburg. And there was an article about how 10 years ago, in 2009, he was drafted as the number one draft pick. Which usually these guys come out of high school and you're like, there's a lot of who knows what's going to happen there. But, but what happened was 10 years ago, somebody, a scout, said, this guy has what it takes. And 10 years later, that investment has come to fruition that he's now the MVP of the World Series. God looks at you and I and he says, you are my draft pick. And I know the path that I want to take you on to draw out your gifts and your goodness, that you can see that, to make you worthy. What does, what does the word worthy mean? Worthy means showing qualities or abilities. So we look at ourselves like, ah, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not perfect. But we have the quality of being a son and daughter of God. And by living in that dignity, that goodness, those qualities come out and we show our goodness, our worthiness. It's not how it starts. We need God to make it happen, to draw us out. And so we're invited to make our response. In Second Thess Thessalonians today, St. Paul says, We always pray for you that God may make you worthy of his calling. His calling is first that he, makes, he wants to make you worthy of that. He wants to draw out that goodness and powerfully bring to fulfillment every good purpose and every effort of faith, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him. That as I walk with the Lord and that goodness comes out, as that brightness shines, it actually glorifies God, but it also, it's just our beauty, our goodness comes out. There's something good about that. There's a, there's a goodness we have that I like, draw, I like dwelling on because I don't think we see it all the time. Even in, in the liturgy, one of the reasons we do incense is uh, to help our lungs, but also because, because we, we incense things that are holy. And so we incense the, the Word of God, Scripture. We incense the gifts. We incense the body and blood of Christ. And the server comes out and he incenses you. We incense that which is holy. We incense the body and blood of Christ and you. That there's a goodness and a dignity that we have. And I think we forget about that. Because it's like, eh, it's just me. God doesn't think it's just you. He's like, it's you. When we turn to him in prayer, it's like, oh, I'm bothering God again. Oh, God, you're probably mad at me because I haven't talked to you in two weeks. No, God says, it's you. God, who's walking with us every moment, but, but invites us to open up, 
to share with him what's on our hearts. Oh, so God can find out. No, God already knows. It's, it's so when I open up and share that, it actually opens me up for more of his goodness. Our new midnight speaker a week and a half ago was this gentleman named Andre Rainier. And some of his stories, he encountered God's love as a young man and he wanted to share it with others. And he's, he's a man with a lot of energy. I spent the day with him. And he, sh- he shared this story that just kind of shows his humanness. He was at World Youth Day in 93, and there was this big crowd of people. And, and after the, afterwards, the crowd kind of was heading out to the parking lot, and he was so excited. And he, he yells real loud, hey, everybody, give me a J. And people were like, oh, J. He goes, give me an E. And they're like, E. And he goes, give me a U. And they're like, U. Give me an S. S. And he goes, what does that spell? And somebody yells, I don't know. <laughs> you try to spell Jesus, you know? Like, but that's like all of us. Like, we, we want, we do the best we can. And God wants to meet us where we're at. And he wants to perfect us and make us better. And so here's this man who just had this energy and this desire that other people would know the love of Jesus. And he asked us in a particular way for prayers. He said, when he was here with us last week or whatever, he said, pray for me because this next month I'm going to be giving a talk in the Vatican to a whole bunch of cardinals and bishops and people about how to invite people to, I'm going to invite them to know Jesus' love. (laughs) And it was just like, wow. Here's this humble little man from from Canada, who just wanted to, people around him to know God's love, and now he's on this huge stage in, going to be in Italy, in Vatican City. That, that, that's a, a microcosm of what God wants to do with all of us, is take us in our littleness, our brokenness, and do something beautiful. The calling is first, then he equips us, then he strengthens us then he it's it's him with us that makes us perfect and so our invitation is to not focus on ourselves and how broken i am but to actually look at the one who loves me as i am and to respond to his invitation to to open the door revelation 3 says behold i stand at the door and knock he who opens the door I will come in and have supper with him. That tonight, Jesus is saying, I want to come to your house. Oh, oh, the other people? It doesn't matter what anybody else does or says. Jesus is asking me, can I come into your house? Yeah, but my, I have the house of a sinner. And Jesus is like, that's exactly why I want to go there. Because the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. Rejoice, because today's salvation has come to this house. You see, the message that Andre Rainier left with us was he, as he met with the staff and people, he said, sometimes we think we have to be holy and then go into mission with the Lord. He said it's backwards. He says it's going into mission, walking with the Lord, that actually makes us holy. And so our invitation tonight is, Lord, am I willing to let the Lord in? Am I willing to walk with the Lord, the one who thinks that I'm worthy? 
and who will make me worthy.